Hey, we want to welcome you to our online experience. And uh, this week, Jeremy and I get to come together and bring this to you. So don't forget, at the beginning of this video, when you were watching it, uh, you know that there are resources down below. You can still check those out. Uh, there's note-taking sheets. There's all kinds of stuff, different ways you can give. So don't miss out on going the step further and checking out those resources. And like we say every week, if you are joining us for the first time uh, this weekend during our online experience and you do not have a home church, then welcome home. Yeah, we're really glad that you're here. So last week we began this series called God Is. And through these next weeks, we're going to be looking at the names of God and how they begin to actually show his character and his majesty and his power and his forgiveness, his grace, all these characteristics of who he is. They're tied up in the names that the Bible uses to describe as we experience God. But this weekend is going to be just a little bit different. We aren't going to be looking at one of his names per se, but we're going to be looking at his character and what he does. And what we're going to be seeing is that God is the one who makes us new. And Jeremy and I are going to share this today because this weekend on both the Turlock and the Patterson campuses, we're going to be celebrating baptisms. And so we wanted to kind of come today to kind of share a little bit about what baptisms is, that it's more than just getting wet, but it really is about how God is the one who makes all things new. Now, I want to let you know that we're going to be posting those uh, baptisms online in the next couple of weeks. You're going to be able to hear some of the stories and see the people and celebrate with us. Um, but we're going to actually be doing those baptisms this weekend. So online, since we can't do that all at the same time, we wanted to share with you a little bit more about what baptism is, how it really is a picture of new life that we have in Jesus. So this is what the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians. He says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. He says, the old life is gone and a new life has begun. Now, here's the context of all that. When Jesus uh, went to the cross, paid the price for us, and was resurrected again, he gathered his followers together and he gave them this, this piece of instruction. He said, you got to know that, that this mission that I have for you is critical because there's brand new life that comes from this resurrection and from this crucifixion that is available now for all people. And here's what Jesus says. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them, which is kind of the catalyst of all this, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, now notice what Jesus did not say. Jesus uh, did not say go and build the biggest building that you can and have people come. It's not like Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. He said, if you are the church, then go. Get out of the building and go into all the world, wherever you are, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You be the light of the world. Show the world who I am so that they can come and follow me too. Share me with everyone and also baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So these are the, the last recorded words of Jesus. So this is huge. And it's why we're talking about baptisms today. Because it's interesting that you can go to all different kinds of churches. And we know that there's a lot of different denominations out there. There's Lutheran, the Presbyterian, the Baptist, the Pentecostal, the Catholic, the Nazarene, the Tangerine. They're, they're all out there. There's so many different denominations. And at each 
one of these specific denominations, you'll find uh, uh, their baptism based on history and tradition. But instead of looking at history and tradition today, and I know that that's really hard to get away from totally, uh, we're going to look at what the Bible has to say about baptisms. So where does the word baptism actually come from and what does it actually mean? Well, in modern English, the word baptism uh, has some pretty strong uh, religious overtones, right? We wouldn't refer to any other act of immersing something in water or, or in a liquid as baptizing. We don't wash the dishes and put the plates under the, the water and say, I am baptizing uh, these dishes right now. Uh, we wouldn't jump off the diving board into our pools and say, I'm baptizing myself right now into this pool. We just wouldn't do that because to say things like that almost sounds a little sacrilegious, doesn't it? Baptism is a word that is reserved for a holy action. But, you know, as we, as we hear that, we realize the baptism, uh, the Bible wasn't written in contemporary English. It was written uh, in Greek, at least the New Testament does, and the Old Testament was in Hebrew. So if we go back to those original languages, we see that the word baptism comes from a Greek word that meant to dunk or immerse or to plunge or to submerge. So it actually really did have those kind of doing the dishes and, you know, getting in water. It had those kinds of connotations. It was just simply an action word. But as we, as we go on, as we, as we look in scripture again, we, we realize that it became something more. So when John the Baptist comes on the scene and he is baptizing people, he's putting them under the water. He's immersing them in the Jordan River. He was called John the Baptist, not because that was his denomination, but because that's literally what he was doing. But this weekend in our services, we're, we're not just putting people underneath the water, there is something more to it. There is a deeper connotation today. There's something far more profound and far deeper in our walk with Christ that's happening. And so this weekend, we want to help you understand a little bit more of the spiritual implications and the spiritual power behind baptism. Now, this understanding is important to us because otherwise we could just be getting wet but I want you to see that what God wants to do in and through our obedience to him in baptism is, is life transforming. Yeah, so if you're taking notes with us this weekend, here's our first fill-in for the weekend. By the way, if you're looking for our sermon notes and, and you're trying to find out where those are, they're on our app. They're super easy to navigate. Open up the app and then click on the middle button that says read more and then the, the message notes will pop up for this weekend. But you'll see that our first, week, our first fill-in for this weekend is this. Baptism is saying to the world, I belong to Christ. It's saying, I belong to Jesus. Baptism is making this outward declaration that I now belong to Jesus, that I have made this conscious decision to be one of his followers. It's almost like my wedding band. My wedding band doesn't mean that I'm married to Janet. It is an outward expression. It's an out outward declaration that I belong to someone. But this, this piece of material doesn't make me married. So it just says that I belong to Christ, that I'm on his team. Look at what, one of the letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Galatia. He says this, so you are all children of God through what? Through faith in Christ Jesus, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have been made like him. 
Now, to be clear, baptism doesn't save us. It's our faith in Jesus Christ that, that saves us, that does that. But baptism identifies us with him. Some versions say that through baptism we have clothed ourselves with Christ. Almost like labels on your clothing. People that wear different uh, uh, labels on their clothing, they have their favorite stores that they like to shop, and they have a little uh, label on their shirt or their, or their, or their pants or their jackets. Uh, almost like your sports teams, your favorite sports teams. I know Dave is sporting his right now, one of his <laughs> favorites. Uh, but we, we have jerseys, uh, depending on where your kid goes to school, Turlock or Patterson or Newman, that you wear the, the, the jerseys to support uh, the schools that your kid attends. Or maybe your favorite sporting uh, events like, uh, like the Oakland A's or the Raiders or the 49ers. For me, it's the Packers. I love it when people dress up to support their, their favorite <laughs> sports team. Yeah, I know you feel sorry for me, right? Uh, but when people put flags on their cars and they go crazy over their team, my, my favorite college uh, team is Ohio State. I've got flags and T-shirts and sweatshirts, and I'm cheering for them uh, every, every weekend. And I know I'm, 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 I might be the only Ohio State fan here. But even in, in the NFL, I lived in Wisconsin for nine years. You cannot live in Wisconsin without being a Packer fan. But just to show you how diehard uh, the city that I lived in, Racine, the fire hydrants in Racine are yellow and green. They're not red. They're yellow and green. These people are crazy. And then also uh, there, are, there are houses. There are people's houses in Racine that have the big G on the side of it, and their houses are green and yellow. So people are crazy over those kinds of things with their favorite sporting event. But this weekend, we're going to do that for Jesus. We're going to stand up and let the world know whose team we are on. We get to declare that. Remember, John the Baptist said, repent and be baptized. And a few weeks ago, we dissected that word repent, which means simply just to turn around. It's not this shameful, judgmental word that we've come to know it as. It's actually a very beautiful word. It's an invitation to turn around and to change directions. I'm turning around from my separation from God. I'm turning from my lifestyle of sin. I'm turning from following this world, and I'm going to turn around and begin to go towards God. Repentance is turning around. And baptism is putting on that jersey, is pronouncing my allegiance publicly that I now belong to Jesus. You know, we see it every day and we, we wear it, you know. I mean, like here I have my <clears throat> basketball team uh, that, that, I, that I like and that, and that I follow. And, and I'm, uh, I'm not ashamed to just go, hey, I'm a Warriors fan. But regardless, don't let any of that kind of push you to the side, but just the truth is, is that all of us have things that we like and that we hold our, our allegiance to in, in some ways. But, but think about it. We get to, in baptism, like put on God's jersey, you know, and say, I belong to his team. Now, when we go back and we look, Jesus went to the Jordan River. He went to a public place. And this is where people hung out. This is where they washed clothes. This is where they cooled down. It was like a public park. This is where they went for a picnic with their family, you know, on, on warm days. And Jesus went there where uh, John was baptizing. And, and that's where he was baptized, in the most public place that you can imagine. And that's why... Uh, around here at New Life, when you take that step to be baptized, I want you to invite everyone that you know. 
I mean, your friends and your family and your coworkers, or if you're a student, the, you know, people you go to school with, your friends. I mean, good grief, if you're in Starbucks and going through, just tell them, hey, I'm getting baptized this weekend. You should come watch it. Or if you go to a gym, you know, whatever those places are, invite them. Because here's, here's what's so powerful about this. In this day and age when there are so many messages and so much negativity and so much that is just frustrating and hard and divisive, you get to stand up in front of all those people. And I know there's a little bit of you know, angst with that, but you get to stand up and say, I stand with Jesus. I belong to him and I want everyone to know it. Now you may be asking, it's like, Dave, why is this so important? Like, why is it important that I do it that way? Well, I have people ask me that periodically. Hey, that's just really hard for me to do. Can I have a private baptism? And the truth is, is that during COVID, we, we did some where people would invite their families. But it's never just this isolated, in secret. It's just, you know, I'd go just do one person kind of a thing just by yourself. We, we do it in public. Now that can be smaller or larger, and that, that's not the big point about it, but it really has to do with us proclaiming our faith. In Matthew 10, Jesus said this, if anyone acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will openly acknowledge that person before my Father in heaven. But if anyone denies me here on earth, I will deny that person before my Father in heaven. And that is pretty serious. I mean, when you, when you think of that, and I don't think whether you have a crowd or not is, is denying Christ, but here's where I want you to see it. I know it can be nerve wracking. I, I know it can be uh, kind of uh, anxiety driven to think of standing in front of all of those people. And as you think about it, it may make you a little warm and just like, whew, I don't know that I can do that. But here's what I always tell people. I know Jeremy does as well when we're baptizing people. When you're telling your story, just talk to me. Just, just talk to me. But imagine who's listening into that conversation. Imagine you get to tell everybody you know, I don't really care what anyone else thinks, I'm following Jesus. And baptism is that event, that's the moment where we publicly stand with Christ. It's the wedding ring, it's the jersey, it's the public expression, the outward expression of what's happened on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. If you're taking notes, here's fill in number two. It says this, baptism is showing I've been given new life in Jesus. It shows I've been given new life in Jesus. Look what uh, the apostle Paul wrote to the people in Rome. He says this in chapter six, or have you forgotten that when we became Christians and were baptized to become one with Christ Jesus, we died with him? I know that sounds a little weird. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. I know that sounds different. What do you mean that we have died with him? It means that your old nature, your sinful nature, your old past lifestyle died when you came to know Jesus as your savior. It's gone, it's dead. And people sometimes wonder, well, why should I have to go all the way under in water baptism? Isn't, isn't sprinkling enough? Isn't pouring water over my forehead enough or whatever? And truthfully, Dave and I agree, we don't think that God... We, we think it's more splitting hairs than it is anything. I, but for me personally, I know I speak for Dave as well. We believe that going all the way under is a better picture of the word baptism. 
of what the word baptism actually means. I also think that going all the way under captures the truth of this sense that we have died to our old life. Baptism is going all the way under the water. The picture of burying the old sinful nature, the old sinful lifestyle. And then here's the, here, this is the really cool part about water baptism. It's not so much going under, which is as great as that is, but it's that coming out of that water, showing that death and the old sinful you is gone. And then that picture of this rising again to new life, symbolizing the resurrection of Jesus Christ, a brand new you. A brand new beginning. It's the picture of Christ's death and resurrection that's now alive on the inside of you. And that's what we're celebrating this weekend. It's also why when we talk about baptism, uh, baptism is for those who have chosen to put their faith and their belief and to follow Jesus Christ. It, it's not just a, a religious hoop that we jump through hoping to please God. It, it's not just, you know, kind of one of the things, well, it's like, well, if, if you're going to be religious, you do these things. That's, that's not really what this is about. When you look through the Bible, uh, you realize that baptism is not something that they did for infants. And it wasn't just tradition. It wasn't something like, it's like, well, everyone else seems to be doing it. My whole family's getting baptized, so I might as well get baptized as well. Now, those are great sentiments, and some of you I know were, were probably baptized as infants. And it doesn't make it wrong or bad or anything. But when the Bible talks about baptism, it's always done as someone who has made a profession of faith to say, I put my faith and trust and belief in Jesus Christ and I desire to follow him. All through scripture, it was that they were saved and they believed and then they were baptized. So it was, a, it was, an, it was an act following my profession uh, of faith. And it truly is that public statement that God has begun this new life uh, in me. Listen to what Paul writes in Romans 6. He says, since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised as he was. Our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. That old sin that used to grip you and grip me has no more power over us because of what Christ has done. That, that old life, as Jeremy was saying a minute ago, has died. It, it's gone. And instead, we have new life in him. See, Jesus is more powerful than anything in your past. He has, he has set this all new and you have been set free to live for him. So here's, here's the third blank you can fill in. Baptism is living a new life. So baptism is a picture of this new life, but now it, it's not just, here's the metaphor, here's the picture, you get to see it kind of played out. But baptism is also that step, that catalyst to live that new life from that moment on. Now, I always tell people that when they come to get baptized, uh, it's just regular water. Like there's no additive. We don't have like a special water that we put in there because it's not going to inoculate you from ever making a mistake again, from ever sinning again, from ever uh, doing anything like that again. We, we stumble and we fall. That's part of our human nature. But God's calling us into more and we don't have to live in that old way anymore. We don't have to be bound by that. And this is so powerful because in baptism, you are raised to new life. 
brand new life in Christ and you are different. And I don't really know how to explain it, but this, the Holy Spirit is active in us and he fills us, the Bible says. And the same power and spirit of God that 2000 years ago raised Christ from the dead takes up residence in us, lives in us. And we have access to the heart of God through the Holy Spirit. Now, baptism doesn't bring that around. Our salvation in Christ brings that around. But baptism is that marker, that that public statement. And we know we can live a new life in him. Romans 6 says this, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. And that's what you are in baptism. You are changed forever. All the old stuff, old sin, old fears, old way of living, guilt, trash, shame, it's gone dead and buried. And you've been made new in Jesus Christ. And one of the beautiful things about baptism is what, what happened to Jesus Christ after he was baptized. Scripture says that that's actually when he began his public ministry. When we've been baptized, we stand with Christ. We die to our old self and we are raised to new life, a different life. And that's when our ministry really begins. And I know you may be watching and thinking, well, but I'm not a minister. That's what you do, uh, Dave and Jeremy. You guys, you guys are ministers. I'm not a minister. I'm a plumber or a teacher or, or a contractor or a student or a salesperson or a driver. So you fill in the blank with whatever you do. No, that's what you do to pay the bills. That's what you do to be productive in society. But our true occupation is that we are all ministers of the good news of Jesus Christ. He didn't exempt anyone by trade when he said, go into all the world and make disciples and baptize them. He said, no, now you go. It didn't matter what they did as an occupation. He was challenging all of us and commanding all of us to be an ambassador for him. And God has sent us out into the world. So it's our responsibility not just our duty, not our job, not our occupation. It's our responsibility as followers of Jesus to be his ambassadors and to be his disciples. So the one thing we want to challenge everybody is to go, 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 and love someone at least one step closer to Jesus. Amen. Hey, would you pray and close Absolutely. this? Father, thank you so much for this uh, beautiful picture of baptism, what it means to have a new life. Lord, we know that our, it's the, the confession of our sin and inviting you into our lives, inviting you into our hearts is what saves us and builds our relationship with you, Lord. But this public demonstration, this outward uh, proclamation that we are making in baptism uh, is something that you uh, ask us to do, Lord. And, and to, to, you modeled that for us, Lord, by being baptized yourself. And Father, every time that, that you have uh, commanded us to go out and to, uh, to teach someone about you, to make disciples, to draw someone else one step closer to you, Lord, this is part of it. This is part of the journey. This is part of the spiritual disciplines, Lord, that you have invited us into. And Father, we accept that invitation. So Father, over both of our campuses this weekend, I just pray over the, all of those who are being baptized at the Turlock and the Patterson campus, Lord, may they find the joy and the renewing that comes with being water baptized. I pray, God, that all of the family and the friends and the neighbors and the coworkers that come to show support of those who are being baptized, Lord, God will just feel something, Lord. They will see something. They will see you in this process of watching their loved ones, someone that they love being baptized in water. 
And I pray, God, that if they haven't taken that step, Lord, that they will just be encouraged to do that the next time baptisms come around. So, Father, we just love you. We surrender our lives to you. Thank you again for this example that you sent, that you set before us all these years ago. And, Father, we love you. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord. This is all about your kingdom. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, as we close up, uh, a couple of things. So if you're watching this, which if you're hearing my words, of course you're watching this, uh, it's too late for you to get baptized this, this weekend because we're already in process. But in the first part of 2022, uh, we're gonna be having another baptism. And if this begins to kind of stir something in, we'd love to have you come and join us. And we'll give you plenty of warning for that. And you could be a part of that next baptism. And you could actually see this begin to uh, begin to kind of play out in your life as you follow Christ and take that next step uh, in baptism. The second thing I want to let you know is this. If you're watching this on Saturday night, man, come on Sunday morning and and see these baptisms, I mean, live and in person. And I know, you know, we have our, our three different lanes and you know, you're watching this at home, but if you haven't taken a step to come back live yet, and I know there's a lot of uncertainty going on in our world, but we would love to have you come and join us live. There's something about being together that is different and you can see these things. So our Turlock campus, uh, we're just off Highway 99 between Folk Earth and Monta Vista. And uh, our services are at nine and 10.30. And we'd love to have you come and join us. Yeah, in Patterson, we meet uh, at 515 Keystone Boulevard there in Patterson. It's in the Industrial Park. And uh, this weekend will be our fourth Sunday in our new place. So yeah. we're just celebrating and thanking God for all he's done. And yours are at 9 and 1030 as well? 30 as well. Yeah, so well. come join us and be a part of that. Hey, thanks for joining us for this online experience. Uh, we hope you do take that one step closer to Jesus. So God bless. God bless.